This is Bad Gamers Anonymous, a podcast dedicated to helping gamers not suck. Their two-step program of sack up and get good can help even the worst of gamers just be bad. Garrick and Crowley review the latest titles and discuss the latest news and issues. Here are your hosts, Bad Gamer Garrick and Bad Gamer Crowley. Get good, scrubs. Yes, a new intro to go with the new logo. Thank you, Curtis. Welcome to another episode of Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am your host, Mr. Crowley, and I am joined tonight as I am joined every night when we do this. Not every night. And I like all to get like every night ever. Just the nights that we do the podcast. I am digging myself a hole and I can't get out. Garrick, welcome back to the show. They call me the groundskeeper. I don't I don't know what that means. Me neither. Uh, it's me, Garrick. I'm back. I'm here. We're we're back. We're here. We are tonight. Yes, we are. And it's good to be back. It's been a little more than a week. We're it's we're recording on what the 26th of uh, June, and it's been a little more than a week. Where we had you like are. two I'm or still three recording on the 25th of June. I don't. Well, you are. I'm not. But, I am. Yes. Yeah. But we had we had like a, a couple of weeks there where it seemed like every four days we were E3 just kind of crushed us. So to have that time away from you was great no oh, i i bet <laughs> i wish i could have time away from me as well i, I can imagine i wish i could have time away from <laughs> me uh so it, that's the new intro there let's just talk about the new intro first i know the show notes are are, are i'm going out of order here Gary. just that's fine roll with me here uh okay. so that's that is actually a song by a german band named uh tagarigus I don't know. I'm not German. I mean, I am German. My heritage is German. I have no idea how to say it. Uh, it's from their uh, album this year called Hard. Uh, I, I got that from freemusicarchive.org under the Creative Commons license. Uh, and the name of the song there is called 8-Bit Core. And it just kind of, you know, it fits with what we do here, I suppose. So Yeah, uh, we talk about 8-Bit nostalgia. 8-Bit, not 8-Pit. Nostalgia games and... Uh, Grunge metal, I guess. Grunge metal. I don't even know if you can call that grunge metal. It's like it's, electronic. It's That's yeah. all it was. Yeah. Well, I like it. If I if you don't like it, let me know, and I'll tell you I don't care. Uh, <laughs> we also need to thank Garrick's wife for the voiceover work there, uh, because she did she did an absolutely fantastic job, including the get good scrubs. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so yep. there there it is. That's just remember when you hear that, folks. That's Garrick's wife. So just watch yourself. Get good, scrubs. Of course, you would keep playing it. No, that's <laughs> totally fine. We we recorded a lot of them to try to get just the right ones. So I really hope that in the future you can create a soundboard and then use different ones as per the situation. Oh, requires. Uh, absolutely. I have a soundboard, and I just didn't have the time to do that. But l- next week there will be an outtake. <laughs> There's an outtake that I want everybody to listen to because it's hilarious. She just breaks down laughing. While she's reading, when she does that, when she realizes what she had said, where it's like, you even help the worst gamers just be bad. She starts to say something, then she just starts laughing. It's great. So we'll play that next week. Uh, uh, Speaking uh, of new things, we need to have uh, a big thank you, a big shout out to our boy Curtis. Uh, Curtis99C in our Discord. Uh, Thank you so much for the new logo, brother. It looks great. I I love it. Uh, and apparently if you're not wearing your corrective lenses, if, if you're, if you're not wearing glasses and you're staring at the icon on our discord and you're kind of squinting and you've already worked a full day and you're just looking at it, it kind of looks like a South park image of a Muppet of some guy with curly hair wearing a blue hat. So it's a South park image of a Muppet. Well, yeah. Cause it's got that kind of like cut cardboardy look. So it's a South park Muppet. Yes. You're crossing streams, and I'm not sure you can do that. You know, there is a Ghostbusters game coming soon to mobile. And the last Ghostbusters game I played was a PSVR uh, experience, and it was crap. Oh, yeah, I heard it was awful. I played one. It came out in 2016, I think. Maybe yeah. 17. And there was supposed to be um, more that followed, and we've never seen any more. Well, there is there is one that was kind of like a, a twin-stick shooter kind of thing that came out on PS4 and Xbox One, and it was bad. 
Not like the, what was it, 2012 game that came out? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I, I remember guy. that one. I think it was 2011. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. It was on PS3, Xbox 360. That one was a little bit better. That, one that was one really good. Played, yeah. Um, yeah, that like was, a, a yeah, third that was... person over the camera shooter, if I remember. Yeah, right. but it, it had everybody, it had the whole cast. Yeah, it had the, the OG group, which is awesome. This yeah. one had completely new characters. They weren't even the characters from the new movie. Thankfully. They were just completely weird new Th- characters. Thankfully, they were not. The, the yeah, but characters. we are getting a, uh, not a Goosebumps Go, but a um, Ghostbusters Go. Great. Wonderful. I would love a Goosebumps Go, too. That would, I, that would be great. Goosebumps. I'm no longer in elementary school. Uh, speaking of nostalgia, though, from when I was in uh, elementary school, uh, I was on the latest uh, episode of The Basement, episode uh, 0003, part three. We finish up chapter three, obviously, of Ready Player One there with Albert. Uh, he's got a great podcast. If you are a fan of 80s nostalgia, if you are a fan of terrible 80s music, go and support Albert right now. It's called The Basement. Uh, he's got a lot of great guests on. It's not just myself. I know he's had Mike on from uh, formerly of the Cantina cast, who's the producer there now and does like the behind the scenes stuff and some of the Patreon stuff. He's had Jonesy on. He's had he's had several guests on, including myself, uh, and he's getting ready to have some more on. And I think I might actually be back later on for episode or a six zero 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 six parts. I don't even know what parts. So I'm looking forward to that. It was a great conversation this time around. We talked about Kroll. You ever seen Kroll, Garrick? Yes. Have you ever seen way back in the day? Yeah, Highlander two. Oh yeah, I love the Highlander games. Uh, not the games, movies. Movies, yeah. Uh, Highlander two. Are there any games? Yeah, I don't think so. There should be. That lends itself so well to video games. Well, it did until Highlander two. We kind of talk about that because Highlander two. There's a line in Ready Player One where they talk about it's not just lame; it's Highlander two lame. Highlander two was awful. <laughs> It's just, it's bad. I love Highlander. I love the series. I love, I love the movies, but I, you know, I watched Highlander too. It was just bad. So go listen to that episode. Two games. Highlander, which was in 1986. It was an action game beat em up style by uh, publisher Ocean Software. And then more recently, there was Highlander, the game being made by Eidos Interactive, published by Square Enix. It was officially announced January in 2018. And it was canceled oh, December 2010. Yeah, I would love uh, a night. But see, we're getting, we've talked about the ghost of, of Tsushima, right? Yes. Like that's that's like the sword play that I would want out of a Highlander game. So yeah, that would be dope. I could I could see that. And here's your tie-in. Here's the tie-in. And I even I I even mentioned I name dropped this. I didn't name drop Janina, mm-hmm. but in the original mm-hmm. Highlander movie. The bad guy, Kruger, was played by none other than Clancy Brown. From Detroit Become Human, from uh, Sleepy Hollow, from all kinds of different movies and games. So there was. Yeah, I love Clancy. So there you go. There's. Friend of the show. Friend of the show might be. Uh, I, that that might be a little strong, and I think it might deserve a get good scrubs. Uh, so there you go. Speaking of podcasts <laughs> and podcatchers, where you can go find the basement and Bad Gamers Anonymous, Google has a new podcast uh, catcher out called Google Podcasts. Go figure. Uh, it's actually really cool. I've got it on my phone. If you have an Android phone, like who? Why wouldn't you have an Android phone? Why so you can play Fortnite? Why do you have a not PUBG greater than Fortnite? I sure, think, but Fortnite's on uh, iOS. I don't, but I hate Fortnite. That's fine. I mean, isn't that like part of the thing that I've been talking about for how long? I Maybe. hate Fortnite. I don't pay attention to you. No, neither does anybody else. Nope. But you should pay attention to this. Uh, if you download that, it's actually, it's not bad, especially if you don't have a podcatcher right now. It's great because you could just, you can just say, hey, okay, Google, play the latest episode of Bad Gamers Anonymous. And boom, there you go. Latest episode of Bad Gamers Anonymous is right there. It's beautiful. Pretty cool. It is. It is very cool. I, I actually put a, uh, I stole the idea from Mike and I put a screenshot on our Discord. I gave him nice. full credit at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of our Discord, you should come join our Discord, hang out with us and talk games and whatever else you'd like to talk about because sometimes I'm just bored alone in there by myself. Uh, so now is the time of the game, and I promise uh, we're, we're going to have new bumpers so that Garrick doesn't have to do this, but unfortunately, it's time for Garrick's Gregarious Games. 
I can't wait to give you the most terrible music. I'm Garrick, and I like games. It's going to be so you, bad. you can't give me bad music. I will just it's gonna be terrible. rock out to it. It's going to be absolutely terrible. It's going to be like some kind of new jazz funk. I don't even know. Jazz but, is my specialty, baby. I know, but it's going to just be terrible. Like jazz is either great or it's terrible. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> just make a really, really <laughs> bad recording of Take 5. <laughs> All right. What do you got for us this week? Uh, first up, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite on my Switch since it was released over E3 week. Um, although I gotta say, I am still ticked off that we do not have any kind of cross-play, crossover support, because I locked my account by playing it once on PlayStation. I bought this game originally on PC. I carried it over to PlayStation, because that's where every real gamer plays. And because of that, because <laughs> that's I where every real gamer plays. I love it. I am locked onto Sony's platform, even though I am trying to log in with a third party account. I'm trying to log into an Epic Games account because I logged into Epic Games on PlayStation. It will not let me log into it on anything else it is the stupidest thing ever. I hate this. Is it? Is it really the stupidest thing ever? Yes. How? Because everybody is everybody's up in arms about this because there's no reason that a third-party application, the third-party login site, it's like trying to log into Final Fantasy XIV through the, the Square Enix Moogle thing. If I could only access that through PlayStation 4 and then couldn't access it on PC because, oh, sorry, you access this on PS4. That's t- no, they don't do that. They let you log in. So the fact that I cannot even log into my account is ridiculous. I don't know. Like, I feel your frustration. I do. I I honestly do. But I this is a this is a business decision. Supposedly. So there is a tweet from an ex-executive at Sony who basically explained that from his understanding, when he was working in the company, the reason that they don't allow any kind of talking is it all comes down to the money. Well, absolutely. It's all about the money. But that's that's what's called a smart business decision. Sure. But here's the thing. Fortnite is probably the biggest thing right now in video games. I don't care if you don't like it. That's fine. But every single day, it seems, we're getting something new, some news about Fortnite. It yeah. is the hottest hotness. It's the and hottest hotness. Okay. <laughs> that's right. The fact that Sony is so deaf to this entire situation is just weird. Yeah, maybe, now, I but, but they, they but, want you to buy the V Bucks through the PlayStation Store. Correct. If you're playing on PC, if you're playing on your Switch, if you have a, uh, a PS4, there's a chance that you can, you know, go buy eShop currency, buy the stuff through the Nintendo. And then you have access to all those things in PlayStation. Well, they don't want that. If you're going to be playing on PlayStation, they want you to buy the stuff through PlayStation. I get that. Here's the thing, though. PC, Switch, phones, Xbox, they're all communicating. It doesn't matter because you are buying something through their platform, but it's basically a, a currency exchange. You're, you're spending real money to get xbox monies for instance you're spending xbox monies to get v bucks in fortnite and the v bucks are locked to your account you still have to spend your xbox credit and buy the v bucks on your account so it feels like this shouldn't even be a situation it feels like epic games has a contract which with each independent publisher sony xbox switch and then they have their own store on the pc and then it's just a currency exchange you know you spend 10 bucks microsoft credit getting v bucks hey microsoft here's you know 15 percent cut of that whatever okay it shouldn't have anything to do with playstation or xbox at all they're independent contracts so i don't understand why this is happening and here's what it's made me do i have for the first time ever spent money on Fortnite Battle Royale. 
because there was a $5 starter pack for the Switch. I was like, sure, I have some credit on my Nintendo eShop. I'll throw some five bucks down. I'll get some V-Bucks. I'll buy an outfit or two, whatever. And I'm now not going to play Battle Royale on PlayStation because I don't see a point to it. If I'm spending money in the Nintendo shop, if I'm spending money on these other platforms and I can't carry it over to Sony, why should I play on Sony? I'll keep playing on my Switch. If I am at home and I am about to play some Fortnite, I'm not turning on my PS4. I'm going to go to my Switch. Can I... Can I float a theory that I that I've come up with while you've been explaining yes. in depth float. the problem? This is going to be Alex Jones level c- conspiracy. Okay. Sony hates Sony hates Fortnite as much as I do, and they want to bring <laughs> they want to bring down the machine, and this is how they're going to do it. Get good scrubs. So there you go. That that's my theory. Uh, I don't I don't care. I'm glad I I, I'm glad that it's keeping people out of Fortnite. <laughs> it's it's not keeping people out of Fortnite. What it's doing is it's causing people to not play on PlayStation, to not play on PlayStation, right. and to not spend as much money on PlayStation. Here's the thing: I don't want those people. I don't want those people. I don't want those. I don't want you filthy Fortniteers playing on my PlayStation. I mean, it, hashtag it resist. Hashtag resist. With one exception. Hmm. I, I think this is this is a case of Sony just getting fe- feeling like they're too big for anything to happen to them. Um, we're two years out from the new systems. Sony is winning this war. They have won the war for consoles. I think they're going in with way too high of an ego into the next generation right. of games. That's an interesting they, take. That's a hot take right there. Cannot go into the newest generation of consoles with this kind of mindset or they will fail. We have seen it from PS2 going into PS3. We did not actually see it from PS1 <laughs> going into PS2. That's been the only exception. But we saw it from N64 going into GameCube. Yep. We saw it Wii going to the Wii U. Yep. We saw it from the Xbox 360 going into the Xbox One. Yep. Every person who has, quote-unquote, won the console war that generation, the next iteration, they they have a, a rough time. They struggle. Again, the only time that we haven't seen that, the only time that there was a cross-generation that that didn't happen was PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2, of course, being the best-selling game system of all time. Right. Well, you know, I, I don't I think that's a legitimate criticism. I think that that is uh, certainly something that could be happening. And maybe this is this is a symptom. This is like the first telltale sign that we're seeing that Sony is not taking this seriously. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, it's, but, but it's been a weird, weird year. The I, Sony's E3 conference as well was a little little weird for them. Sure. Just, you know what? Artsy. Just I, hashtag resist to Fortnite. Uh, what else? So that's enough about Fortnite. Thank Next, you. I want to talk about Project Gorgon. I've had this game on my wish list on Steam for quite a while. And I, again, I, I always get into this MMO mode. And this is exactly scratching that itch that I've wanted it to. This is a MMO in the vein of EverQuest 1. This is being designed by, I believe, just a husband and wife duo. They're just doing this all by themselves. Like Sonny and Cher? I, Yes. Is it actually Sunny and Cher? Because no. Sunny's dead. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm absolutely loving it. It's still in early access. Um, they've been very open about that. It just launched on Steam, I think, in May of this year. Um, but I've had my eyes on this game for about a year or so. Derek. Uh, there have been so many updates. I love how open the developers are. They have these little dev diaries. They Derek. tell you what's in the plans. Even if they're not giving you like patch notes, they're just kind of like, this is kind of what we're working on. This is the whys behind, you know, some of the things you haven't seen yet. Um, I love the direction this game is going. I feel like it, I'm going to have to mandate that we're not going to talk about games that are in alpha. I mean, it's not an alpha. What is it? Is it beta? It's, it's an extended... No, it's a separate thing. What do you mean it's a separate thing? Is it a finished product? No. Okay. And it's not beta. But it's not alpha. What's in between alpha and beta? I'm trying to remember. Well, nothing. My... It's a separate thing. <laughs> but what, what, how is it a separate thing? Because 
So a beta is the finishing touches to something um, right before it's it's launched. It is essentially we have designed something. This is its uh, proven grounds. We can make small tweaks. An alpha is a very, very early development thing. It is usually a small vertical slice. Um, it's it's more of an experience than anything. It's not so much, we don't know the direction of, of where this is going yet, but here is kind of what we have. Here's a little bit of the world we have. Here's a couple of the systems we have. This game can be called a game because you can play it. There are a bunch of systems in place there are a bunch of areas to explore. There's a bunch of things to do, but it's nowhere near being done. It's still finding out what systems are going to, uh, I, I guess, be in place, if any systems need to be introduced, in-game systems, things like that, as well as fine-tuning the systems that are already put into it. So it's not a beta where it's getting polished off. It's not an alpha where it's still uh, you know, trying to be conceptualized. It's, it's something completely different where it's just you're going along with the development. I don't know what that is. And again, that's why we call it early access. That's not early access. This sounds like it's, it's in between alpha and beta. It's pre-beta. <sighs> Post-alpha pre-beta. I, I hate this kind of stuff. I hate it. I, 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 look, there is a way to be transparent when you're making a game without giving people early access to a game. There's ways to do it. I just, I, I, I don't See, like the concept. I think it's because there's so much that's going to change between final product and where you're at now. You're going to lose. Absolutely. So you're going to lose your player base because players are going to get used to Look, dude, we all know how gamers are, right? So gamers are going to get used to the way that it is. And when it changes, they're going to go. They're going to leave in droves. And then they're going to have to change it back. And it's not going to get people back. I just, I, I think it's a terrible concept. I think it's a terrible business model. I know Fortnite's done it. I, there's tons of games that are starting to do this because well, that's of the. When you take it into perspective of a large company doing this again, I, this is a husband and wife team that are working on this. I, look, they are, and that's great. Very close to the player base, and that's great. I think that's great. I like these indie developers that are that are coming up with these things, these great games that you want to play. But again. I just don't know if this is this is the way to go. But, you know, maybe it is. Look at Fortnite. They're the, it's a free-to-play game that physical copies are selling for hundreds of dollars on eBay. Well, because the – and which is silly, because the physical copies are early access editions for the Save the World mode. Right. That's all it is. Yeah. It comes with a code and an install disk. The install disk is the exact same installation that you would do if you had downloaded the free Battle Royale copy. Yeah, but I was going to buy a $700 Star Wars helmet. So, <laughs> All the physical copy gave you was a code to play Save the World mode. So it's great. Now, this is a, a big phenomenon. They've discontinued all of the uh, copies of Fortnite, which is hilarious that they're going for so much online. Right. It's not the game that they're playing. No, I know. It's time. That's it for me. It's time for Crowley's Corner. Hey, big boy. Do you want to play a game? Uh, so I've been helping Shiner from our Discord. And if you're not in our Discord, like I said, uh, come join it in our show notes every week. There's a link that, that never expires. Uh, it's a perpetual invite to come hang out and just tell us how bad we really are. Uh, but I've been helping him in Hope County in Far Cry 5, which is still more fun to player than it is anything else. Uh, so that, that's been fun for me to blow up his cars every time he gets in one. You can finally pre-order Kingdom Hearts 3. Big news. But did, did you pre-order it, Garrett? No. Are you going to pre-order it, Garrett? No. <laughs> Should I pre-order it, Garrett? Have you played the other Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. Do you like Kingdom Hearts? I don't hate Kingdom Hearts. Then no. Okay. Don't pre-order it. Now, will I pre-order it? Probably because the wife loves Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> so it was kind of a trick. It was a trick question. Uh, let's talk about pre-ordering games real quick. This is still part of Crowley's sure. Corner, but this is this is something that we're seeing a trend. Now, we didn't talk about it last month. We had a lot of stuff going on. But at the end of May, Best Buy announced that their Gamers Club is ending. So if you're a member of their Gamers Club, you're covered until your membership runs out. 
but you can't renew once that membership runs dry. They are no longer taking any new members. So you can't sign up to get the 20% off games. When you pre-order, they're, they're, it's, it's going away. Amazon is still not playing nice with Sony. So there are a ton of games that you cannot pre-order and get the discount. There's supposed to be a 20% discount for Amazon Prime members when you pre-order a video game. That has now gone away for all intents and purposes. Now, you can still pre-order some games. Like I saw I could pre-order NHL 19, but there's no there's no 20% discount. So I don't know what's... I Like, some games there are, and some games there just isn't. What what is this? Is this this is this is affecting how people are getting their games, right? Mm-hmm. So is pre-ordering games still going to be a thing? I think collectors editions, or or even digital deluxe editions, that if you pre-order you get bonuses. People are still going to want to do that if the bonuses are good, right? Yeah. But for games that aren't really going to have, like for example, sports games, nah. I don't need to pre-order. I can get it the day it comes out. You just download it. I I know like WWE 2K19, which has the million dollar challenge coming out. Uh, if you pre-order, you get uh, four days early access, which is really what early access is supposed to be and not like an extended early access like we were just talking about. Is this is this good for the gaming industry as a whole, Garrick? The the not pre-ordering? Yes, the not having the 20% discount when you pre-order a game. Not having the 20% off discount, well, that doesn't affect the the gaming industry at all. That That's affecting retailers, and that's why you're starting to see it go away. That's why it's ending it, because they're noticing these people are not spending enough money at our stores. They're not, you know, buying dishwashers and... Uh, refrigerators and TVs at our stores. So we are actually losing money. The idea is that by shopping at Best Buy, there are so many other things to buy there. You already have a membership there for something. So when you need to go there for your next thing, you'll just go there. Okay, well, that's well, let, not me, let me play devil's advocate because the the alternative to going into a brick-and-mortar store is to click an order, right? Well, when you click an order, there's two ways to click an order now. You can click and order a physical copy, or you can click and order a digital copy. And everything is going digital, and retail brick and mortar cannot compete with that uh, in the gaming industry. Exactly. So why would you give anybody a discount on anything? Because at least you're getting them. Because at least you're getting them in the door. Not when. No, not when you are eating profit. We've talked about this before. Games, gaming uh, uh, companies don't make a whole heck of a lot of money off the the, the fifty nine ninety nine price tag, right? Well, the retailers make the smallest chunk of that. I agree. So it's not like they're losing a ton of money, especially when you're talking about retailers like Amazon, like Best Buy, where Amazon and even Walmart. They do uh, more business in other areas of their of their stores than they do in the gaming area. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, okay, so you're not losing that chunk of money. Like, you're not losing anything. In fact, that 20%, no. let's just pretend it's a 20% markup. You eat that, you get them in the door, and you sell them peripherals. I did this by hiring very attractive young ladies to work in my, in my gaming department when I was a Best Buy manager. That's what Which I did. Which is great. But it's not a 20% markup. It's more like retailers make about 10 to 15% of that $60 ticket. So what? So you've already bought it. You've already bought the game from the distributor, right? Yes. Okay, so retail owns it. They can sell it for whatever they whatever they want. If they want to give somebody a, a 20% discount. Sure, but then you're eating into your profit margin. Uh, see, this is a circular argument. We both... I, I, don't disagree. I don't disagree. Crowley, if, you, if you buy a whole bunch of games, let's just throw out a number there, a million dollars. You sell them all at a 
discount okay uh and you only recoup nine hundred thousand dollars you just ate a hundred thousand dollars sure maybe you got some accessory attached rates okay but if you're selling a million dollars let's just pretend let's just pretend for just a second you sold a million dollars worth of games okay Okay. you just let's just say 20 percent off you're only making eight hundred thousand you ate two hundred thousand in 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 profits right you ate that sure You, you took that as a loss right off the top so your markup on your peripherals, your accessories, and all of that stuff for gaming is much higher than it is on the game. Typically, yeah. Okay. So let's just pretend that half of those people that spent that million dollars. Yeah, you're, you're, you're getting you're, way too but big you're, for yourself, but, buddy. Well, even if it's a quarter, you've made that back. Plus, the odds of them, if they've bought one peripheral, they've probably bought two. Which means you've just made more money. So, there, Theoretically, yes, okay. that's how it should work. So and that's why Best Buy had this incentive. Right. If they're ending their membership. But it I means... think it's pressure from the, I seriously think, it, I honestly think it's pressure from the gaming industry. I don't know, man. I, that's just my take on it. I may be way off base, but having spent 20, 25 years in retail and retail management and knowing the inner workings of it, like they, they want people in the store, especially now with, with click and order taking over. So then why take away any kind of discount incentives? Again, I think it's pressure. I think it's pressure from, from the gaming industry. I honestly I do. Uh, but you, again, put on your tinfoil hats because I just went Alex Jones on you once again. <laughs> so there you now, go. Now, when it comes, I, I think it, it just it has to do with profit margins and staying in the float. Best Buy isn't making enough money off of their attachments, off of any attach rates for the video games to offset whatever discount they're giving games. And you might be right. And that certainly makes business sense. I just think that it's, I I think knowing how little Best Buy pays attention to gaming, that, that this isn't, that's not what, what this is. It's totally possible. That, that I just I, I I feel it in my retail bones, if you will. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, speaking of Alex Jones, that's all for Crowley's Corner, by the way. But speaking of Alex Jones level conspiracy theories, let's talk about the big news this week that blew up my Twitter timeline. I don't wanna. I don't wanna either. But we've got to the WHO. For those of you not in the know, that stands for the World Health Organization, or the as the New Day would say, the Who, Who, the Who, Who. Oh, God, I love the new day. I do, too. Uh, They have said that gaming too much is an actual mental disorder. Xavier Woods, friend of the show. (laughs) You can't say that. These people are not friends of the show. Get good, scrubs. Just not. Stop. We're going to get sued by somebody. Some people call him Austin Creed, but I call him Xavier. (laughs) He has a PhD. He has a PhD in psychology. He's, yes, I love him. He's God, a so very funny. smart dude. He loves video games. He does up, up, down, down, uh, which if you just you should check him out. The first time my wife saw him because I had told her about this wrestler in the WWE who plays Final Fantasy 14, uh, which was the game that my wife and I played for years together. Mm-hmm. And, and so when he came out at not this year's, this last year's WrestleMania, but the year before in a final fantasy 14 inspired outfit with the rest of the yep. new day. I called the wife. Like, you got to come see this. She ran downstairs and she was like, Oh, it's a joke about I'm like, yeah. Okay. You can go One of the greatest moments in WWE wrestling. history. That is not an accurate statement, but that I, is an accurate statement. Get good. Scrubs. But I do appreciate your enthusiasm <laughs> for the outfit. Uh, Weird hearing my wife's voice pop up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I get paranoid. I'm like, what? What, what where, did I do now? Right, oh, it's just the recording. Right. Where, where, I'm sorry, honey. Uh, let's 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 just dive into this. The World Health Organization has said that that uh, too much gaming is actually like it's as addictive as playing cr- or as addictive as crack. Like, give me a break. Like, just give me an absolute break. Uh, so I think you're paraphrasing a little harshly, but maybe. sure. Uh, in its latest revision to a disease classification manual. The UN Health Agency said Monday that compulsively playing video games now qualifies as a mental health health condition. This is from uh, MedicalExpress.com. Uh, written by Jamie Keaton and yes. Mariah Chang. Keyword here: compulsively. 
yeah, compulsive. I, I, I think we're, not being able to control yourself. We're gonna get to this. We're gonna let's just take this one step at a time. There. Okay. Okay. I'm just being fair here. No, for sure. Uh, Dr. Joan Harvey, according to the Medical Express uh, article that we were referencing, uh, she has she is a spokeswoman for the British Psychological Society, warned that the new designation might cause unnecessary concern among parents, saying, quote, people need to understand that this doesn't mean every child who spends hours in their room playing games is an addict. Otherwise, medics are going to be flooded with requests for help, end quote. <laughs> is this where we're at as a society <laughs> that if your kids playing video games too much that you're going to fear now like i just this this whole thing is just insane to me i mean yes people are stupid and so you, you <laughs> definitely i'm sure you saw some parents who saw this uh new uh designation in in for for mental health and probably freaked out. I was like, oh, my kid plays video games. He's addicted. I need to stop this. And, you know, part of that is just you're a bad parent. But another part of that is that they don't understand their child. And, again, they're a bad parent. Um, yeah, this is silly. I, I don't know, man. No, I agree. As, as technology increases, parents are getting worse and worse by just throwing their kids in front of electronics and saying, here, entertain yourself while I, you know, just ignore you for several hours. It's like, just, just, I'm very passionate about the subject. No, and, and you, I am too. This is ridiculous. It's gotten to the point where we're not allowing children to be children where we want to classify everything as, as a medical con condition. Just let them be kids, man. Like we're putting kids on Ritalin just because they're, they, they're, they they have energy. It's not I, I put giving kids medication is not always the right answer. Sometimes it is, sure, but not in every like it's just we're over medicating them. Let kids be kids for crying out loud. Guess what? See, kids play video games, and let's just compare the amount of time that children play video games to the amount of time that adults are on their smartphones. Like, do we want to start? Do we want to start comparing? So uh, the stuff they're talking about in this uh, new classification is a little silly. And what this is, is compulsive video game addiction is what it is. It's just addiction. You can become addicted to all sorts of things. Everything that they are talking about, all the symptoms of this are just symptoms of addiction. That's it. So all these kids, what they're saying is like 2 to 3% of, of gamers who suffer from this, it's not actually compulsive video game playing. It is an addiction. And it's just because they personally have a tendency to be addicted to things. It doesn't matter what it could be. It could be books. It could be drugs. It could be alcohol. You can, you can put this exact same wording into anything else. It's just these I people are more likely to be addicted to anything. I don't know how accurate that is. I, I really don't because it, saying that you're predisposed to be uh, to be an addict kind of takes away from the personal responsibility aspect of the whole thing. Sure, maybe, but you can't deny that some people's physiological makeups have a different chemistry chemistry compound makeup in their body that tends to make them. If have you want to have a conversation about nature versus nurture, I am more than happy to have that conversation with you. There's However, science. what? No, there's science. No, I don't. And I don't buy it. I do not <laughs> buy it. You can laugh at me all you want, but not every scientist agrees. For example, just in this article alone, there are several that absolutely disagree. In fact, the American uh, psychiatric association doesn't deem gaming disorder to be a new mental health problem. Well, yeah, because it's not. Okay, so science isn't always accurate, especially at the beginning. Well, this isn't science. This, None of this is scientifical at all. It's not. Scientifical is not a word, I'm fairly confident, number one. Number two... I'm looking it up right now. Scientifical. <laughs> you look scientifical. Scientifical. I swear to God, if it's a word, I hate millennials even more than, than I already Scientifical do. is largely not accepted. There as we go. Perfect. Mostly largely not accepted. It is there a redundant go. redefinition Perfect. of scientific. There you go. <laughs> Excellent. 
Excellent. Uh, so they are quick to say that they're only, it's only 2 to 3% uh, of gamers have. Like, this is just this is the most ridiculous thing ever. It is the most ridiculous thing ever. And again, you're just taking personal responsibility out of it. And you're saying that you just, you, you know, let's medicate these kids so they don't want to play video games. It's ridiculous. Uh, Dr. Mark Griffiths, who's been researching the concept of video gaming disorder for 30 years, said that this classification would help legitimize, help legitimize, I can't speak, the problem and strengthen treatment strategies. Uh, this is a quote from him. Again, he said, video games is like a non-fictional kind of gambling from a psychological point of view. Gamblers use money as a way of keeping score, whereas gamers use points. End quote. So, Garrick, is gaming like gambling? Hashtag loot boxes. I mean, from a psychological point of view, sure. <laughs> God. I, it's, I don't. Why? Are you just being like a devil's advocate tonight? Or are you just like, no, nah, let's, let's piss Crowley off right off the bat. Let's just do this. So, uh, no, video game is not a, a form of a non-financial form of gambling. Because gamblers use money, sure. But they don't use money as a way of keeping score, necessarily. Gamers don't gamble points it's a competition there's the you, difference you're not it's, it's a competition if you are playing soccer or football as it's called in most of the country i mean world <laughs> most let's of be the, honest we're americans uh, the rest, this country that's yeah, all there is to the world that's right um if, if you're playing a sport if you are a football player football. you are not in it for the money in fact i'm pretty sure it's illegal to gamble on yourself um, you are in there for the competition. You're trying to win. You use points as a determination of who won. Gamblers don't use money as a determination of winning. It doesn't matter how much money you win. The high comes from you're the gambling. Still going to gamble even more. So then, so then by that, and I'm playing devil's advocate here just to be clear. So by that logic, by that line of thinking, are athletes, do they have a mental disorder? Because they well, play for competition. No, because I just disproved what this guy said. Okay. Well, this guy also made some sense because he said that it's probably less than 1% that have this have this kind of, of condition, which I would yeah, agree the, with. The percentage of video game players with a compulsive problem is likely to be extremely small, much less than 1%, and that many such people would likely have other underlying problems like depression, bipolar disorder, or autism. He's saying that... it. Honestly, you could apply this statistic, just like this entire article, to anything else. The percentage of people who, uh, I don't know, who do go to casinos, probably less than 1% of them are compulsive gamblers, and they probably have underlying problems like depression or bipolar disorder. You, you can apply this statement to anything, not sure. just video game players. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the other aspect to this is like, let's just let's talk about some of these instances that we've heard of. We've all heard of the the people in China. The, the I can think of at least two or three cases just off the top of my head where someone has died because they have played video games for too long. I mean, let's just be honest. It's China. They were already going to die of starvation. Okay, That's racist. Uh, if it was North Korea, they might die. Of it's starvation. not racist. People are jumping off of buildings. Well, they're jumping off of buildings factory. here. It's true, okay. but not because we keep them locked into a building <laughs> okay. making iPhones. Well, maybe that's that that might be accurate. Uh, minimum minimum rice. Minimum for for one rice kernel or grain a day. I just yes. called a kernel of rice. It's not. It's a grain of rice. That's how that's how tired I am. Kernel is corn. Regardless, we've all heard those headlines where somebody has died because they they played video games for 24 hours, 48 hours straight or whatever. They didn't move. Yeah, we see that stuff here. Usually you see it with people doing like 24-hour marathons for charity or something like right. that. But, so, but they don't go to the hospital because they died. Like there are very few cases where this happens. And we've all heard stories from friends or friends of friends that knew a guy that when WoW first came out, he missed, you know, three, four, five, six, seven, eight days of work in a row. And he was fired. He lost his job and he didn't care. He just keeps playing WoW. Sure. I just did that last week. Whatever. I don't know if that's 
again, personal responsibility. If you're if you're old enough to understand that you have responsibilities outside of a virtual world that doesn't really exist, then you have deeper issues than you're addicted to video games. Yeah, exactly like what this guy says. Exactly. So there are underlying problems. So I just think that the WHO again Man, I don't. Why is everybody always trying to to target video games? I, I just whatever. I don't get it. But there you go. Uh, that that's the big news. I, so you're like just to 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 put a bow on this because I never ever want to have to talk about this again. <laughs> like this is not a thing, right? You don't think this is a thing? Gaming or, addiction is not a thing. Okay, and they say it in this article. We, Any such people would likely have other underlying problems like depression. Well, sure, but the WHO problems. is saying it is a thing. And the WHO is who? wrong. Who? Who? All right, there you go. WHO is wrong. Let me get to what I really wanted to talk about. It's, it's a slow medical week. You know, what else are you going to do? <laughs> the, the, the zombie apocalypse isn't upon us, so we needed to, to, to branch exactly. out. Exactly. Like the they games. can't start work on that cure until we have our patient right. zero. Well, when when the CDC comes out and says that gaming is an issue, then maybe. God, I can't wait. It's gonna be a great day. <laughs> great day. Uh, let's talk about Kotaku because I let's hate not. Kotaku. We just, I mean, no. we've been talking for an hour. Are we done? No, we're not. We still have time to talk about how much I hate Kotaku. This left wing trash magazine. Oh, I hate it. I hate it, it to be so much. Like a, its own segment. This is this is the Crowley hates Kotaku and wishes everyone at Kotaku would go stop writing. Just stop writing altogether. You're all just garbage people. Uh, there was an article put out on the 18th, exactly uh, seven days ago, eight days ago, depending on where you're at right now in the world, uh, by a woman at Kotaku named Cecilia De Anastasio. Uh, and it's called At E3, Soul Calibur's Objectified Women Felt Like a Relic of the Past. I, as you can imagine, immediately wanted to wretch. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to read some of this now. I, I'll, I'll, I'll reference both of these articles. Uh, I'll put them in the show descriptions uh, that we've talked about tonight. They'll be there for you to peruse at your leisure. As I'm sure you're all just chomping at the bit to find out what Kotaku has said. Did Kotaku really say this? Yes, they did. I promise. In Soul Calibur 6, Ivy Valentine will be as she always was. Now, that is very critical to remember there, as she always was. Wrapped in a stringy cloth, balloon-breasted, mostly naked, she wields a snake sword that extends into a whip. A dominatrix's weapon that's held helped land her in innumerable knockoff porn videos and pinup images. So you can already see where she's going with this. She is upset that in 2018, this is what this is what Soul Calibur is portraying women as is Ivy, a balloon breasted, stringy cloth wearing, snake sword whip wielding dominatrix that that is an unrealistic expectation for women and girls everywhere. This is an affront to feminism. This is an affront to the social justice warrior attitude that we, we have in this country. This is an affront to PC culture. This is an affront to her as a woman, as an individual. And everybody should be outraged and be as outraged as she is. Give me a break. I'm so tired of this. This, this is what really gets me. In this in this absolute crap article written by this woman. Okay, she she goes through and she's she's ripping Soul Calibur and she says that uh the the developer uh who is Namco Bandai, is that right? Well they're the, the publisher. The publisher. So the developer, because she had a a a, a interview with Motohiro Okubo. Uh, who is the producer? And he said that uh, the game was was almost not going to come out because the company didn't want it to come out. But here it is: Soul Calibur Six is coming out. Uh, so she's just very upset. But here's why she's upset: This series, uh, this was Soul Calibur's two intro. 
has stuck with me. So this Soul Calibur 2, we're on 6, she's talking about 2. Because it stuck with her. A little bitterly. Which, in all fairness, did not come out too long ago. Sure. Uh, I think it came out 2006? Maybe. Oh, well, that's 12 years ago. Anyways. 2000, no, I, I'm way off. Soul Calibur 2 came out 2002. There you go. 16 years ago. Soul Calibur 2 intro. So 16 years, this is stuck with this woman. Soul Calibur 2's intro has stuck with me a little bitterly since I was an overcompetitive 12-year-old craving another game to dominate at. The fighter Taki in a skin-tight red suit and no bra would land on the ground, breasts jiggling everywhere. A moment later, the camera cut to Ivy, who dramatically shimmied her torso before extending her whip. It was a sort of girl-on-girl action that, to me, felt explicitly designed for straight boys my age. Now, if this is what she was thinking while playing a video game at 12 years old, her parents should be ashamed of themselves. I don't think that that's what she was thinking when she was 12. No, absolutely not. The intro stuck with her, and this is her take on it now as an adult. No, this intro didn't... Garrett, can you remember an intro from a game 16 years ago? Hell yes, son. Which one? Diablo 2, baby. (laughs) Did it have a big-breasted, jiggly woman on it? No, okay. it did not. There you go. So if this is what stuck in her mind the wanderer. for 16 years, it's ridiculous. Now, look, I am all for empowering women. I'm all for it. But you can't you can't empower women like to use a pop culture reference. Stormy Daniels and then poo poo Ivy from Soul Calibur. You cannot do it. You're talking out both sides of your mouth. You absolutely cannot do it. That is hypocritical. So you can't empower a porn actress and then poo-poo this. And something tells me that this woman is all for Stormy Daniels. It's just a hunch that Mr. Crowley has, but it is, a, it is probably a very educated guess on my part. Now, I'm all for empowering women. I am all for saying, look, this is an unrealistic expectation. This body type does not usually exist in, in nature. Now, you can get it through the miracle of modern medicine. And God bless those plastic surgeons, quite frankly, for uh, uh, giving us that, 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 that work of art. However, it's just not something that happens. And I think we need to, as parents, know what our kids are playing and then have conversations with them about what they're playing. And I think that that's, I think that I, I, in telling them, this is not a realistic expectation. This is not something that you're going to see. And you should certainly not objectify women in a sexual way like this. Like that's it. But it's entertainment. And honestly, Soul Calibur, we were talking before the, 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 the show, Garrick. And what did you say about the Soul Calibur series? Well, it's a, it's a Japanese game. <laughs> Made by a Japanese company. Yep. And the that Japanese are... demographic is our Japanese men. You know, that's just who play these games. It's always been their tar- target demographic. And Japanese dudes are just, well, Japan as a society is just extremely perverted. That's their culture. You can get panties out of a vending machine. Use panties out of a vending machine. (sighs) They've been worn and then packaged. (laughs) I did put in a vending machine for for your convenience. (laughs) I want you to think, just take a second and think about that for your convenience. And I mean, this this is nothing new to Japanese games. This is a Japanese fighter. There are other Japanese like anime games that come out, like Senran Kagura, Beach Beach. Oh my God, I can't say it. Peach Beach Splash, which you play as these girls who look like they're way too young to be sexualized like they are, in bikinis and stuff. Here's High School DXD, which is all about. Uh, I believe zombies. I don't know. I didn't play it. 
<laughs> but it's about like ripping clothes off and things like that. Akiba's trip, Undead and Undressed. You play as this main protagonist and he gets turned into a vampire. And there are other vampires that you're fighting against. And the only way to defeat them is to unrobe them so that they are more, uh, uh, all their skin is shown off to the sun. And then they're not vampires anymore, apparently. <laughs> all right. So as you go through this article, she she references her uh, her interview with with uh, with with Okubo, <laughs> and she says this. She says to him, uh, "So I noticed that in this version, uh, her breast. She was talking about Sophia, uh, or so so Sophisha, right? That's her name, Sophisha." Uh, in this version, her breasts are more prominent, and you can see up her skirt. Ivy is still wearing, is Ivy still is wearing not that many clothes. You know why? Basically, is why. And he goes, "Of course, I'm a man, as well as many people on the development team. That's something that we should probably consider if that's uh, the opinion of a female perspective like you in the future. We weren't necessarily going out to try and intentionally make something sexy for the purpose of being sexy. That's a, a legitimate answer because." They're just going off of what Soul Calibur has been in the past. Well, well what it has been in the past, yes. Like, at what this chick has said before, um, Ivy still is wearing not that many clothes. She's never worn that many clothes. It's been her character design. These are Japanese men playing a video game. Maybe, sure, their intention is not this character is the sexualized character. We're going to make her very overtly sexualized. It's not their intention. All their women characters are, in a sense, sexualized because they're dudes and they're playing these games and they want to look at hot women all day. I get that. I used to play exclusively as women in MMOs just so I could <laughs> stare at their butts. I still do sometimes. I'll be honest. I still do too. Look, let's just look. Here's where so I'm going to end it. Up. So her her whole point to this is, uh, you know, at an E3 where you have uh, uh, female protagonists in Assassin's Creed, Tomb Raider, The Division Two, The Last of Us Part Two, Battlefield Five. Yeah, like that wasn't a crap show. Uh, that that you know, Soul Calibur needs to get with the times. And I say to her, stop writing. Every single one of those games you mentioned is being developed by a Western studio. By a Western studio that is afraid, I'm being frank here, that is afraid to do what has been done in the past. They are afraid to do anything other than what social justice warriors want them to do. They are afraid of controversy. I don't think that's necessarily the, I, the I, point I, Absolutely. That is, they I, don't I want the negative press. No, in this industry, naturally, the people making these games are already on the left. I We've talked about this. I don't disagree. So I think this is already in line with their opinions. They're, they're probably a mixed group of men and women already, and they're probably all very conscious about this, especially over the past couple of years. So yeah, as we're getting these announcements, we're seeing all these kind of evenly... Uh, distributed gender roles in these video games. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what Western video game developers lean more to the left, they're going to be con more conscious of this stuff and they're going to try to be more quote unquote fair. And I think that's crap. I don't, I don't want it. I'm tired of it. I think that there are others that are tired of it than I am. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, I will be purchasing Soul Calibur 6. I hate fighting games because I usually suck at it. The last fighting game that I bought was uh, the DC game, Injustice 2. And I sucked at that, but I had fun. I'm going to buy this because I don't want to give this woman the satisfaction of, of this, this, this uh, developer not getting my money because, God forbid, they, 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 they have a little entertainment. They have, they have a woman showing a little bit of skin. I don't know, man. I think that's going a little too far on the opposite side. Don't care. Just... Look, man, it, it's so far left that I feel like th that this is what I have to do. So I, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't make that's any bones. I, I don't make. I'm, I'm all for you giving money to Bandai Namco. That is totally fine with me. Yeah. I, I love their games. I, we've talked about this. I, I, I make no bones that I am very right. Right wing. I'm also very right but different. It's a different kind of right. Correct. I'm always <laughs> correct. <laughs>
Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't care that Western developers are leaning more to the left. I like that they are giving you choice to play as a male or a female in these games that you get to make your own character. Fallout 4 does it. Assassin's Creed Odyssey lets you choose man or woman. So do you have a problem if a woman is dressed like Ivy? If a woman do is proportioned if if women are if a woman in a game is proportioned like Ivy? No, dude, it's a video game. Thank you. If I'm playing the new Call of Duty Black Ops 4 and there is a character who is wearing a bikini armor set who is extremely unproportional, then yeah, I'll be a little upset because that immersion. is blatant. You're breaking but my immersion. In in Soul Calibur 6, where it's already fantastical and you are playing as these characters that have been around for almost two decades and they've already looked like this, no, I don't care. Street Fighter does it too. Cammy has been in the Leotard for forever. And I love her big butt. Chun Li. Is that her I'm, name? I'm not, a, not a Chun Li guy. How are you not a Chun Li guy? Those legs. Mm, that legs. Leotard. That butt, though. That booty. And on that note, uh, that is uh, this episode of Bad Gamers Anonymous. Join us next week when we will be discussing uh, our game of the month, a Switch title, Mario Tennis Aces, Woo. which I've been playing the crap out of. I need to get online uh, with you because I've just been doing the story mode. That's all I've been doing as well. We need to we need to play each other against each other. Can we play yes. with each other in like doubles? Just, no, no, no spoilers. But real quick, have you beaten the second boss yet? Which one's the second boss? The the mirrors. Oh yeah, I'm way past that. Man, I need to get with it. <laughs> Are you? That's that all you're at? I am so stuck. Oh, you know what? Your wife says it best. Get good, scrubs. We'll see you next week.